0: Gia, the weekend review with Dean Watling, Julian
1: Valance, and Jack Dickens.
2: What a team! Let's welcome in the team. Once again, Dico has spoken when not asked, and then he joins <laughs> us now. Hello to you, Jack Dickens. Good morning, boys. What a weekend's racing! Yes. What a
1: weekend's sport! It's uh, I'm excited
2: now. if you you can see Dino on Can't, Zoom?
1: cannot see him. How would All I right, then? Sing?
2: We'll make sure you don't speak over anyone today because I know you that you're excited when you're excited, you just lose control i have adult adhd
1: tongue. gareth and i'll just correct I'll do my best well mate. that's
2: why we all take medication for that dicko. well i don't i just let it <laughs> yeah. let's let it be what you'll it wants to, to be to my, you do you you'll have to come to my psychologist jill's <laughs> valance hello to you g'day gaz go dicko g'day dino dino good morning morning
3: fellas and morning to the listeners
2: what did we learn? I'm looking forward to this. Let's start with Jules because he's the most senior and probably Ooh. the man with the most Ooh. points on the board so far throughout his illustrious career. So you can kick off proceedings,
0: Jules. Well, what did we learn? Well, we learned. <laughs> oh, that's a great start I'm going to say with what we learned is also my please explain. Can someone um, explain to me mm-hmm. the world pool is the takeout, not 14.5%, which it usually is. Are the tab actually taking seventeen and a half percent, so they're taking an extra three percent off the punters? Can someone please explain that to me? <laughs> um, because well, all I that... could hear about was that the whirlpool. Whirlpool was great for punters, and if it's the case that they're taking seventeen and a half versus fourteen and a half, me not think I'll, that's I'll, so good.
1: I'll just tap out right now because for the, for the lead up to this meeting, and they kept talking about the whirlpool. I thought it was like a new well <laughs> like a whirlpool at Flemington. You know how they have the pool at Caulfield. The Swimming pool, I thought, to, I thought it was, a it swimming was good pool. to see That's him. how much I care. I'm a
2: fan I'm a fan of the world pool now. That percentage, you might be right, but I, I don't know. And this it, is the thing,
0: I actually don't know. So, the my belief is that it possibly is 17 and a half, which is not great for the punters. But I need to be someone to come out and your tell me that these aren't because, great
2: for the punters. The percentage that you bet, so what's well, the just
0: tell me, tell me what, what would we bet? Where would we bet in the I don't know, what did you bet? About 110, 111,
1: I think, at the death. Okay. Mm, is exactly right, despite all the taxes.
2: Yes. How much can you get on in the whirlpool? I can have $100,000 in the whirlpool. You can I? have 100000 with me, Gary. Oh, so I <laughs> sure can assure you You can have 200000 with I, me. give me a well. I think the whirlpool is, I think, I can understand the takeout, but. And the I, but I don't, here's there, my point. I don't know
0: what the takeout yeah. is. Someone needs to come out and say yeah. this is what it is so the punters are fully aware you, of what we're betting into. That's but do you nice.
2: agree that the whirlpool is, imp- do you agree that a strong tote is important for racing? 100%
0: Correct. a strong tote is. Yep. Absolutely. Of course it is. But I want to know the all facts and figures about it before yep. we start saying it's the greatest thing. It's
2: good for uh, the exotics. Ever. All right, then. We don't usually go through the political side of racing, but sometimes that's important because... Well, the punters kind of need to
0: know what they're correct. betting into, don't they? This is the yep. point about where racing's starting to lose, the why people aren't betting into racing, is because we don't know what we're actually betting into. Yep. You know, you, you, sport is taking so much of the pie because, hey, it's head-to-head. Team A versus Team B, it's pretty simple. Racing has always had so many variables and always very, very tricky, and you need to educate. Well, we need to also be... Uh, aware of what the punters are actually betting into, and if if I don't know, and I'm not saying uh, I should know everything, but um, I would hope that I would be able to know if we're betting into 14 and a half versus
2: seven. Do you know and what and I'm going to do for you tomorrow? I'm going to get Sam Natai, who's the boss of the World Pool, does the wagering for Hong the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Very smart operator, Sam. We'll see if we can get him on the show mm-hmm. tomorrow for Hong Kong Corner Sweet. and to explain that um, explain that for you, Jules. What else did you learn? I
0: oh, know that's enough.
2: What about nature's trip?
0: Um, did we learn anything else from him? Not really. I mean, he's, 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 I think he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, what I did, the thing about nature strip is the big guys still wanted to be with him. So Mm, they're still, still they're still trusting the number that he had. I think now they will realize that they're going to happy to be taking him on. I don't think they're going to have him. Um, they're not going to be as solid with him next start. I just am a firm believer. I mean, I was with him on Saturday, so I can't, you know, throw everything out and say, yeah, I got it right. I I didn't. I thought he was going to win the race. Um, I think, I've always thought this, that he's the best wet tracker in the world. And I feel like he needs a wet track now to be competitive with these sprinters. And these sprinters aren't awesome, are they? He's just not going anywhere near... The numbers that he was doing. So well, this is big conversation,
1: and you start like talking about Cool and Gutter. So and Jamie Carr kind of articulated this after the race. To my mind, that horse has just been really well placed. Was up earlier than other horses, so you're always a bit dismissive of, of the wins that she had. Like she she won a Group Three on debut. She won another Group Three. Then she won the Magic Millions. Like bang bang bang, start a favourite in Golden the Slipper. Then she was playing first up in a Group One. Then she pinched a moya, It looked like. Mm. Then she was good against the boys, but her own age down the straight. She's come out on Saturday and run a proper Group 1 number and beaten the best horse in the world, the best sprinter in the world. He's gone just under three lengths worse than he went in the same race last year. So that's where the, the grey up for the data people like us is going to come. But he, the market, like Jules said, wanted to be with him. I liked him. Jules liked him. The market liked him. So he's got that SP profile. So people like you who think he's a champion still, I think you're entitled to. And I reckon you're going to get a fair price probably plus $3 in the TJ and it's going to be like a real dilemma for punters.
2: Let's hear what Chris Waller had to say after the race and I'll come to you Dino.
3: Both sort of agree he's probably 5-10% off his best. It's as simple as that. Um, every part of the race was he was happy with. James just said he may have felt the track a little bit. Um, that's the only only excuse other than he's just not quite at his best. So uh, go home uh, regroup as they say and uh See if we can find anything wrong with him to start with. If not, he'll be up to 1,200 metres. He's just lost a bit of that absolute speed that he's had in the past.
2: Dano, what did you think of nature's trip?
3: Yeah, I thought sadly he's probably not come back the same horse. I think with his racing pattern, the way he wins his races, you've got to be at your best to be winning that way. He breaks their hearts early in that middle stage and then clings on late. I don't think you can be sort of off your game, a touch in that group one level and still win. And I think we saw that. I think as soon as you see him off the bit, at sort of the 400 metre mark. You sort of put a pen straight through him. He's not that horse that can sort of stick on and grind to the line. He's either won it or he hasn't won it at the 400 metre mark. So I think with that racing pattern, boys, you you can't be hiding anywhere. So I'm concerned unless, um, like Jules mentioned, he gets on a really wet track and sort of plays into his hands.
2: Now, can I do my please explain while we're talking about Nature's Trip, Jules? Go for it. So I went through, look how neat this handwriting is, Jules. You happy with that? Hieroglyphic. Yeah. So I went through all <laughs> of his races and what tracks he competed on, what prices he started and um, how he finished. So when it comes to group ones, he's competed in 22 group ones. And on six occasions, he's been an odds-on favourite, only won once. as an odds-on favourite. His record between $2 and $2.50 is only fair. But when he gets after three dollars, um, he's basically unbeaten. The only time he got defeated between say three and four fifty was second in a VRC um, classic. But apart from that, he's won an Everest. He's dominated a TJ Smith. So that's usually second or third up in his preparation when he started at that price. He did start four forty to win a Lightning one day. That was first up. So that profile suggests to me, as this this isn't please explain, and you guys are the experts. But I'm thinking. That's why I've got the Nature Strip hat on and that's why you'd be giving him another crack, surely, um, because of what that profile suggests, Eco.
1: Well, I think that can correlate to one thing that you can sort of stamp. is yep. that He starts a bigger price in the better races and he go they go a better tempo and he exposes the weaker horses. So, they went 5.4 lengths slower than the class of the 600 on Saturday. So, it like lets the weaker horse be right next to him with a sharper turn of foot. So, in the big races, there's Bigger fields, better horses, more tempo. They're all exposed and he's, he thrives on that. So this is why he's just fascinating. Because if he went like a good, honest tempo for the class to the 600 and then got beat, I'm ready to pen him. But they didn't. Yeah. So he's going to improve, I reckon. He's in the right camp to improve in a grand final. He's done it time and time again. I, I'd be leaning to trusting him uh, as opposed to penning him.
2: Can you please explain that then, Jules? No,
0: there's, I mean... The tricky thing you have to work out with Nature Strip is is that he's he, he's anchored now by these SPs that he's carrying. So you're suggesting well when he gets to three dollars plus he's going to be a bet. Now I'm not uh,
2: suggesting that. I'm just saying that's what the profile suggests. Yeah, well the profile suggests that. So it could be just like the driver tipping me one of the oh, dolphin's well, we'll get to that later, yeah. won't we? Yeah, we will. Yeah. Look,
0: I I I can't be backing him again off what I saw on Saturday. That's, that's the way I'll put it I'll put it into a punting perspective that unless he gets an absolute, really wet track over 1200 meters and he's probably third up. So I need to see him second up. And by that stage, um, you can really make up your mind. But from a punting perspective, because you're paying a premium for him, you're never getting this $5 plus or $6 plus where you can have something on and it doesn't really matter to your bank too much. Um, I won't be backing nature strip again. And he's been one of my
2: favorites. Dicko, what did you learn from the weekend?
1: Well, I learned that a lot of things, but my favorite thing was like the Twitter racing bubble is the best free content in, in the world. Yeah. Like I just, I, whenever I need a laugh and I see uh, odds on horse, that gets back, miss and get beat and just go on there and watch the nonnies just erupt, which if, I love it. And they outdid themselves yesterday.
2: Yes-today. Yesterday.
1: Yesterday. So these bikes that bag riders and bag bad bets that they've had. Now they're experts in cricket. Oh, <laughs> just when, when will it stop?
2: You're telling me at 8 16, you've, that's all you've got from a memorable yeah, yeah, weekend of yeah, racing like, about just, just fascinating people stuff. Here they
1: are, pot and pack, coming for, for getting bold when these top orders failed in the last 30 minutes. We've lost yeah. five weeks.
2: Honestly, have you got anything else for us? Um, <laughs> what? please, no, I don't. No, not
3: from, I've got about four all right four then. DK,
2: what did you, I mean, I should say, Dean Watling, what did you learn from the weekend?
3: I think we learned that the market probably doesn't have as much as impact on the way, well, especially myself and maybe other punters bet in these two-year-old races, I think, because they're not so exposed and we saw it again with the silver slipper on the weekend. Cylinder was well backed early, then was a big drift out the 460. Kings Gambit stayed solid, but we see time and time again um, with these two-year-old markets the last couple of weeks and prior to Christmas, the market sort of isn't the best guide, which it can be obviously with exposed form and then you can tie that all back into not having enough numbers on the board to figure it out. But I think moving forward in these two-year-old races, I think what we can learn is back your judgment. Don't think the market has that much of an impact on your thinking compared to the bigger exposed form where you have 10, 15 races. So that's what I learned on the weekend especially. Gilles? Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: a good point. I mean, I I speak about it a lot. I I just think uh, early horses, first, second, third start, I just disregard um, starting price. And if people work off a starting price profile, which I know many do, which is great, and that's fine. That's the way you cut your edges. um, Just in those early two-year-old it's just irrelevant. I mean, it just just doesn't have any impact really, and, and there's no real anchor towards it. And what it also shows is, there's a couple of things. I'd say the market's probably not that keen to play into these kinds of races, so that's why you're seeing these sort of no real um, strong pushes either way. And the other thing is, there's nothing there that's showing them what they should be doing. No. So it's it's so inconsistent. So they don't want to play in it. They need some concrete data. They're not getting it at the moment. Uh, I from think these to two
1: to, to like back up Dean a little bit. Splinters. The, these horses, we're we're learning about them for the first four starts. Whereas we look at, say, the three-year-old lot or the nature strips of the world, we know what we've got. So the SP is re- really, really relevant. Exactly.
2: Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Keep those questions coming through. We'll have question time towards the back end of this hour. Oh four double we We'll take a break on the other side of it. We'll come back with Please Explain.